productive. Well, yeah, For sure. Good. You know, um, so when I thought about the Hunter Biden thing and with Joe Biden and, you know, kept uh, talking about how he's never talked with his son about, you know, his foreign dealings. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to ask him about that. You, know, you want to give a teenager their space. <laughs> like, hey, are you, uh... are you... Are you smoking crack? <laughs> no, Dad. I'm not smoking crack. You know, I don't like the idea he's hanging out over there in the Ukraine, but uh, you can't, you know... Those, you gotta give a kid their space. Those trashy Ukrainian hookers. <laughs> they can't all be trashy. Barisma. You know, now at least we we're starting to get kind of an idea where those that couple billion dollars, you know, went that the American government gave the Ukraine or Barisma that they lost in the banking area. I'm pretty sure it probably went to um, maybe Hunter Biden and and then to Joe. Joe's got so, some nice houses yeah. out there. <laughs> what, yeah, what I understand about that is that he was paid a very large sum of money. 50000 a month. 50000 a month, which is not bad. I can't say that... Some people don't make 50000 a year. I was about to say, I don't <laughs> think that I've reached that mark. I've, yeah. I've come sort of close-ish, and that's uh, that says more about me. Yeah, so... so. <laughs> I did not get paid $50,000 a month to work on an energy company knowing that the only energy that I am aware of is crack energy. Yeah. yeah did you know if you fire up the old pipe, you, you get things... Well, it looked like you're getting you get stuff. A, you get a you lot know. done, but I don't know how we fell asleep smoking crack. That, that, that one makes me a little... <sighs> Maybe it was a setup. <laughs> it was a setup. He passed out in his hooker's arm and she stubbed a crack pipe in his mouth and took a picture of it. You know, it may not sound right, but I don't know enough about smoking crack to dispute them. Like, I just, yeah, if that's the way you want to begin and end your night, well, no, well right. I mean, pfft. sooner or later, later you got to go to sleep. Maybe he's trying to balance out some, some horse tranquilizer or something that he was taking. Try to balance that out. I was like, I'm just going to smoke some crack just to balance it out. You know, you're you on know. the bottom end of that curve and you're trying to kick it back up. Hey. I, you know. I got a busy day at Barisma tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I need smoke to get some little, sleep. Smoke a little crack. <laughs> take the Put that edge on. You don't want to take that edge off. You've been up for 36 hours. You Try. want to put that edge on so you can really uh, turn some heads at this energy it's company gonna, that you, you fucking know nothing about. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get in there. He had a plan. He just... The other plan was for whatever... Uh, lady of the evening. Well, I think the sad thing was is like in, in the in one of in one of the sections of the email, he said that uh, you know, well at least you know your dad's not taking half your paycheck. Yeah. So, so apparently he only made twenty five grand a month, which oh. obviously was just fucking everything. Oh, I bet he, I bet he actually hates taxes. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I mean, if you have a ten grand crack crack problem, very democratic. <laughs> you know? No, it's. It, yeah, whatever, whatever lady of the uh, the night, whatever Roxanne out there yeah. happened to snap a photo of him passed out with a crack pipe in his mouth, which, granted, I do not blame that person for doing it because 100% it is right. funny. I don't and care then, who it was. I don't care what side it would have been on. It's and, it's still funny. And if you don't know anything about the Ukraine <laughs> at the time when the Bidens were out there running you know, roughshod across the Ukraine, it was one of the most corrupt countries in the nation. That area has been back and <laughs> forth for a long time. You have groups that come in and try to help this uh, this really extended just war between, you know, that proxy war between like, it's a uh, proxy Russia, war. Uh, uh, right. Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. And 
yeah. the Russians don't like us being there because it's right on their back door. <laughs> that's well, for sure. Everybody, yeah, they're they're on everybody's on both people's back doors, and that's what you know sparked the Cold War after World War Two, and we really haven't recovered since then. We're still on the, those similar tensions. A lot's changed since then, but we're still on those similar tensions between us. Oh us yeah, and it, it, it'll, I don't think you know. There's always going to be that. Well, I just think it's just the Russians in general, really. They're just kind of the... They're an aggressive people. They're an aggressive, proud people, you know, and they don't No, like, and I have met some cool Russians, like, know, growing up in the some, Northeast. Some, like, some friends who are some... some there's yeah. much more of a, a Russian group in the Northeast than there is in the Southeast. For whatever reason, that's yeah. just, you know, is where you move or whatever. And I met some cool-ass ones. I, I, I drank vodka with the Russians on the beach in Somalia. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right after the Cold War. <laughs> it's an odd meeting to isn't, have. That, isn't, that, isn't that odd I know uh, but uh, yeah so we were you know we shotgunning this uh, we were shotgunning the civilian contractors in Somalia the Brown and Root <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Brown and Root but everywhere the excuse me where the US military goes the Brown and Root follows <laughs> <laughs> the civilian contractors once you know they once the, the military like you know Pretty much, kind of like, like kind of uh, like calms the area down. Then the civilian contractors show up and start like laying in, you know, more of the permanent structures and things like that. So and, that was like the uh, KBR of the day, right? So um, when I was there, I had to go shotgun Brown and Root because they weren't allowed to carry weapons and they had to have a military shotgun. Every, yeah, it doesn't every that vehicle. Suck? It's like every how do you vehicle. feel about going to a very dangerous place? And like how armed can I be? And they're like oh, zero. <laughs> but I remember, like you know, getting in the truck with the guy that I we was shotgunning. We don't want you damaging the truck. We were we were going to teach the Somalis how to drive trucks on the beach, which was actually at the airport in Somalia. So well, you get a wide berth. Those lanes <laughs> at the airport really wide, especially when yeah. you're on the runways. Just driving on, you they got were a just, lot of room to swerve. Yeah, they weren't actually driving on the runways, but there was a, it was a whole beach, and it was I'd you like know, to one of the were. UN facilities in Somalia. And so we were at the university where we'd hook up with the Brown and Root guys, and then we shotgun them over there. I remember getting in the truck with the guy that I shotgunned, and I was like, "You got a gun." And he looked at me, and I looked at him. I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody because they were civilian contractors. They weren't supposed to have firearms. But, yeah, he pulls a fucking 45 out from underneath the seat. And I was yeah, like, good, good for us. If you were good for us. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I rolled, I'm rolling the rolling the window down in the Toyota all the truck. All out there as you're driving down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm rolling the window down. You know, of course, it's Somalia, so it's hotter than fuck. Is it hot there? <laughs> no I'm idea. rolling the window down. He's like, and the guy's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm rolling the window down. He's like, what are you doing that for? I got the air conditioning on. I was like, well, what, I, what if I have to shoot somebody? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, just shoot through the window. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough. Roll yeah. it back up. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, what? <laughs> and he goes, fair enough. He goes, what? <laughs> How many so, times have you done this? <laughs> How so, fun is this? How dare you ask but that? But that's how we, uh, so every every day we go down there, me and this other guy, Shane, we go down there and shotgun Brown and Root, and they would teach the Somalis how to drive trucks. And we didn't have anything to do except wander around yeah. at the airport It's like being a beach. driving instructor in Florida. is like, yeah, just try not to hit too many people <laughs> throughout this circle that you're doing. And that's how I met the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a very roundabout way. We drank a lot there. One time I remember getting in there, I'm like, man, I am fucked up. I hope I don't have to shoot anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think every culture that I've talked about, every culture has a thing where, like, we like to drink. It was like, you know what? At this point, I've met enough people from enough different places. Everyone just likes to drink. It's it just fun. seems to be something about... It's something to do. It's entertaining. It's and every first... culture has a thing where it's like, this is why we can drink a lot. And some of them are... For legitimate reasons, and that's just, you know, that says more about our cultures and like being whatever. I always think about, like, the first guy was like, look, I had some, I was trying to make bread. I was trying to make bread, but it didn't work out, Uh, so I drank it. (laughs) Man, I feel a little funny. (laughs) You should try it. And we're still drinking it to this day. Thank you, yeast, barley, and hops. (laughs) And water. It's rotten barley and oats. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, drink this. It's great. Man, it tastes like hell, but man, you're going to feel great. <laughs> it's when you take something that has a good effect and just make it not necessarily delicious, even though there are some There's beers some that are very tasty. It's all relative, though. It's all yeah. relative. It's on that curve. It's like beer isn't going to beat out like it's some sort of like homemade like juice or something like right. that. It's not going to beat that because it still is. Like, well, like, I mean, you can make beer at home. It's still just to get drunk. You just make your own beer at home. Yeah. <laughs> I've known people that have done that and yeah, actually yeah. made a career out of starting out. Yeah, that way. that's how we got like half the microbrews in the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah say, I, I used to like, know we that. can make better beer than Budweiser, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I used to know one of those guys uh, that basically like started out with, you know, like uh, having a lot of chemistry be, formulas you know, written down and a bunch of like barrels. And I was like, uh, do I know Ted Kaczynski? Yeah. Like, here, what's going to do? I know about, like, <laughs> some of the. But now it's like a lot of that, uh, that homemade beer stuff, like uh, it's all chemistry. So yeah. if you understand chemistry, like you, you can really yeah, make some I, good, I, I good mean, friggin' beer. Yeah. I just think, you know, I can, back in the day of, like, you know, I don't know if anybody ever drank Schlitz, but that was probably, like, one of the crappiest beers ever. I don't think anybody <laughs> would admit to it at this point. The people that are, I think it was, was like, like the, I think it was, like, the first what, beer what I ever, like, spots on as, my a, as a kid I drank was, like, a warm Schlitz. <laughs> and I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, I would never drink one of and these they ever. Complain, and they want to complain about waterboarding? Yeah. You're drinking room temperature Schlitz. <laughs> if you're the part of any terrorist organization, you would have fessed up right there. That would have been it for me. You'd be like, oh, start dangling in front of them. Oh, no, no, oh, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you Just everything. get that shit out of here. Get that warm shit out of here. <laughs> be sober and vomit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just kind of look back and think of it this week. Um, yeah. Uh, it's fun to look back. Interesting. You know, I'm sure the people who will listen to this will... Only be people that I like in this neighborhood, but I had a little incident inside the neighborhood this week where apparently political signs were hurting people. In an election year? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Who's uh, hanging of, political signs know, in a it's neighborhood? Insane. It's insane. People putting up Biden and Trump signs and, and people fearing for their lives. Which, you know, <laughs> makes me, like, I don't know. I don't, maybe maybe the signs come alive that at night. That seems weird to me. Maybe so, they come like, alive at night. I don't know. Yeah. But it was an interesting thing, and I checked it out, and the neighborhood seemed pretty safe from the political signs. <laughs> this is a good off night. So if I only make one coherent point throughout the entire ca- uh, podcast, like, uh, the, the one, like, if you're that charged up about this election, like, I have a, you know, a good amount to say... Uh, 
about what's going on, you know, during the past you know, couple of years or even during this my, my general lifetime of, you know, even from the base point of understanding politics. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, it, if you're getting so built up to where if you see a sign for the opposing person and it makes you either feel violent or feel like there's going to be violence brought upon you, like, if, if you either feel angry or unsafe from seeing a sign that's hung out in somebody's yard... That says more about you. Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of the way I looked at it, you know. And and you know, just me being the smart ass that I can be, I did drive through the neighborhood looking for all the polarizing political signs that were out there. How, and how many signs did you find? I, out I there? found two. One, this... one, one for one for Joe, and one for one for one for the Trumpster. I see a lot um, more than I see more than two houses driving out, out here to, through your suburb. I felt okay, and I wanted to let everybody else know that it was okay but apparently some people did not feel okay <laughs> yeah yeah so we're not so we're not just gonna do so there, there's there's like, a there's so a the microcosm two. here's a quick microcosm of what's happening in america and inside my neighborhood yeah <laughs> you know? so the only two is so we're not going to do the implications here so so the only two were trump signs right one was trump one was biden oh so we did one and one <laughs> one and one and one one and one are they across the street from each other? Because no. that would be hilarious. No. I no. like to think that they both like stare angrily out the window at no. each other. And actually the like the, the, the joke. Just Biden. like a, just like gazing the landscape through binoculars and the other person's doing the same thing and they meet eyes through binoculars and then you just see the furrowed brows and right. then they both close the blinds on each other. That's I, I, what actually I actually the, the the Joe Biden one was the one that was like by dawn and had the little hair on it. Like the the, the like the, the Trump hair and it said by dawn. Oh okay. <laughs> like a play on words. I'm yeah. like Okay, so I, I don't know. I like when I first saw it words. I was yeah. like I was like, Oh look, that's a Trump supporter and then I drove by it again and then I was like, Oh, well that doesn't really Oh Oh, play on words. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's dumb. No, I, I, to this day, I still like any play on words or puns. Like, I'm still like a pun yeah. fan or like anything like that. So it's, even if it's something that I don't necessarily agree with, if it's funny, it's yeah. fucking funny. That's it. But yeah, two whole signs in my neighborhood that were causing distress and, and fear. But um, I I like living here. I've never felt fearful and some crazy shit has happened in this neighborhood. No, this neighborhood. is a nice neighborhood. I this like has, where you live. Some crazy shit has happened here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had we had some 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 delinquents run through the back of ah, the property some line. Some some, yeah. <laughs> some malfeasans <laughs> running through the you know the back Those property Johnson line. Boys property yeah. line being chased by police, which they came through our yard, and I was okay. <laughs> you know, I just as as a good American, I went and said, "Well, I have find out, find my peace." <laughs> yeah. But if it's just like I was a kid too, if you're running through somebody's yard, granted I've never had to run from the cops, but you know, it's like you're just running yeah, through somebody's was yard was doing stupid shit. Like it's you know, it's kids are kids. It's fucking... But yeah, if it, if the cops are chasing somebody and they're running through yeah, your yard, they were chasing. Maybe them. be a little bit concerned. Like the Davidson <laughs> County, Davidson County Police, and, and then the Mount Julian okay. Police, they were all involved. Yeah, yeah, like they, <laughs> like they robbed some people downtown and then took oh, off. Oh, fun. Were, yeah, no, that's way different than my yeah, childhood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were not good. They were a little unsavory. Unsavory, <laughs> that's a good term. That's an un, that's an underused term. Yeah. Unsavory, what are they, a steak? It's just a little unsavory. 
you know, you just can't taste them enough. It was like, sweet. Joe Biden. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get. You know, you get the smell and the taste, and the where am I? And then you just give them a little lick. Why did I stop? On the back of the neck. Ugh. <laughs> God, I'm still trying to find that meme that I tracked down last fall, where it was a, a female deer licking the back of another female deer's neck, and it and had the captain of Doe Biden. Doe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to try to throw that out there for hunting season. I saw somebody else had posted that, and I was like, I couldn't fun find Uncle it. Joe. Couldn't find it. I googled it. All I could find was positive memes of Joe Biden. Weirdly and then, enough, I guess as long the line is, you know, as as the politics continue, is that you know, um, Joe Biden started his bus tour, which there was like nobody at it. In Arizona. That must be like a cruise <laughs> to him. Like getting on a bus and going places. Like, oh, this is great. I remember, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, writing bills. Like certain people, they couldn't ride in the front. It's like, you know, I, I tell people, it's like the smartest thing. that accent was molded into Obama. <laughs> the, the, the smartest thing Trump ever did was, was flying in into the small regional airports. And not in the international airports. And then having his rallies inside those airports, like they used to do, like in the train days. You yeah. Know? Like, they, like at the train depot, here comes your politician oh, on yeah, the whistle stop. That's not a bad idea to do if if you're uh, you're running an area, especially if you're trying to appeal to you know people who are more like blue collar, like everyday, like you know stuff I like mean, that. You know, like and I kind of look at it as you know, well, landing in a major cities, you know, you're never going to see these you know politicians that supposedly are are out there for your best interest. So it's good to it is a yeah. good political strategy to have them go to smaller areas and talk to people there. Because right. really, if you have a, a crowd, you have a crowd. Right. So like, right. the crowd shows you're there, up. You're there to talk about the things that you already want to want to talk about. So why not yeah. Why not go to an area that's smaller versus an area that's that's larger and more, you know, metropolitan, is that a word? Yeah. More metropolitan. My, my thing like, is, is that when you get, you know, like when you get to the, the, the little Trump stops at the airports where, you know, there's just large crowds, and then you go to the, the Joe Biden you know, state approved. I haven't been to one of those. Have you been to a Joe Biden? <laughs> no, rally? but I, I just see them on, on camera usually, you know, on the news. And I feel like it's like, oh, here's state approved Joe Biden supporters, all 10 of them, who will only ask softball questions now. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's kind of why I tuned out. Because, like, I didn't, I didn't want to... It, it did irritate me about the, the softball questions for Biden and then the basically having a, a uh, political opponent, not somebody who's asking you questions on, on the Trump side. And that doesn't mean that everything that Trump thinks or Trump does, you know, is good. But at the same time, if you have um, basically somebody who's just supposed to ask you bipartisan questions... And that doesn't really nail that down. There's always a bias. There's always a bias in politics. Um, but if you're going to moderate a debate, you should be kind of more in the middle. Um, you know, Chris Wallace isn't bad. He's not a bad dude, but I don't know if he's necessarily the one that, if anything, it should have been on the, on the inverse. Um, having him uh, kind of moderate that town, town hall for, for Trump. Uh but, you know, it is what it is. I, honestly, I think at this point, if you don't know who you're voting for, that's kind of... You haven't really gotten too involved in it. And uh, more power to you. 
Because uh, at the end of the day, no matter who wins or who loses, not all of life's problems are going to be solved in this election. Uh, you know, politics is always kind of a dirty game, no matter which side you claim to be on. It's just that, you know, when one side tries to claim moral and intellectual superiority just in an implied sense, um, you kind of negate your own uh, fallacies. Like, you, you, you overlook... The things about you that you're missing because neither one neither the republicans or the democrats or even like you know the independence libertarian party like nobody's got it right if we could solve all of the problems that we've had over the course of i don't know how many how many years of humanity decades and hundreds of years and thousands of years and all that tens of thousands uh having a civilized society like there there's no way that this is the end-all be-all of everything on either the Democratic or the Republican side. After this election, right. whether Trump gets elected or whether Biden gets elected, right. I, I'm not just going to go, oh, if Biden gets elected, just pack it up. I'm like, well, I guess I only have left leftist viewpoints. And the same thing for Trump. Even though yeah. I am, I am a, at this point kind of right-leaning libertarian, like that I still have my stances on not being authoritarian and being right, open. Exactly. Being, so there's only so Republican that I'm willing to get. There's a there's definitely a line drawn in the sand for me on that side. It's just neither side that wins is gonna be the end all be all. This is right. a marathon, not a sprint right. race. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I really believe that, you know, America will continue to go on. It will. You know, it has before. Of, we're not the first generation of people to go through here, and we're not right. the last either. You know, so get used to it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're you not. Know, we're nobody, still fighting the communists. I, I still think it's stupid <laughs> that it's gotten to this point where people like breaking shit and killing each other. What are there, 30 people dead it's, over it's, this? It's, it's, over it's, arguments, over political ideology. Right. Which, which as should, much as you disagree with it, maybe the side that's selling you like it's killing people in the streets constantly that you you never see and only want to infer to or imply to as like because they died of this thing. Like, well, really what it was was these people with this political ideology that really killed them. No. <laughs> Knock right. that shit off. Exactly. So either politics is the end all be all, which it isn't, or it's not. And life will continue on no matter what happens in the election. There's only so much so charged up you can get. It's like you think you want an actual war over this. Try doing it. I get a, I give it about a couple years and people get tired of it. There's that war between like Ukraine and Russia that's been going on for in a in an intense way over a decade. So even just taking that uh, they they really haven't made a whole lot of headway in that decade, and there are people that are even like Ukrainian soldiers that are fighting and stuff like that. That it's just it's it becomes like a limiting factor in your society because there could be in every place that you live cool people that just want to hang out and you know just have you know maybe start a business maybe and they just want to have their livelihoods, have their families, have their freedom. Like everybody wants that. It's not just an American thing to want to have right. have those freedoms. Right. But it's when you get I caught agree. into these little wars between each other, it it's just, it's never ending and people just get exhausted and nothing good comes from it. So, I, I was thinking about today like, you know, apparently, you know, um this week Ice Cube came out. Ice you know, Cube. Ice Cube came out <laughs> talking about, you know, that he'd been talking with Trump and the Trump administration about the the platinum deal that Trump came up with which was like five trillion dollars to, to get into the mastered albums. 
to the uh to the black community and um and of course you know the council culture they all jump up on uh on Ice Cube and say, oh, he's an Uncle Tom. He's selling out. He's oh, yeah. Selling I'm sure out. that took about six But really, you know, minutes. he was like, you know, and, 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 you know, and Ice Cube has been very vocal about how he feels about Trump. So there's no there's no lie about that. But he just wanted to make sure that actually, you know, that, you know, somebody was going to put this money up and yeah. talk about, you know, helping the black community. Well, it's just it gets <laughs> to the point where it's like I, you can keep calling these people whatever you want. But it, when it comes to a certain point of uh, it making more financial right. and political sense and then you know once i just wants to kind of tear shit down and it's like no it's not it's not that bad it's not that we don't have it's not that bad make, and it's not that we right. haven't been making them and are going right. to continue, to, continue make to make them but when you want to shut down and tear down the entire system with really no plan, plan besides so elect the democrat that, to, to fix, fix it all to fix it all yeah don't be Here's, surprised when people don't go along I with thought it. i'd read a quick quote you know that was posted by anomaly from Ice Cube, it says, Thank you, Chris Como, primetime. You're the man of your word. Don Lemon, that was some punks. Punk ass shit you just did. If you have any balls, I need to be on your show Monday night at 10 p.m. I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, Don Lemon's got balls. He likes to wipe them and rub them under the noses is, of unsuspecting men at the bar. Right. <laughs> You gotta have a plan. So, you know, and, and I thought to myself, like, early on, like, you know, with, with, you know, even Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, and here here's these guys, yeah. you know, who were NWA back in the day, who were, you know, fuck the police. And, well, uh, yeah, as somebody who is a, a big fan and, of, like, late 80s, early 90s, and, and, and grew up stuff, in that, like, that, you know, straight out of Compton, come on, one yeah. of the best, you know. Yeah, music was sorry, fantastic. That was fantastic. Right. It was it was political. I still it was still love it and still love it. But then they were quiet and they were quiet. <laughs> and then of course Ice Cube just being probably the good guy that he really is did his own research. Yeah, after and, he did all that movies. He did a lot of movies. movies did a lot of movies and you know, and still I still enjoy some some Ice yeah. Cube. Yeah, I like some cube. It's good. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, that they um kinda unjustly like Hound him. <laughs> well, when he's just trying to do what's right, you know. Yep. Pretty sure he can take you know? care of himself, and I'll be curious to see what he says about all that shit. Me too. So I'm sure, it's gonna be funny. Whatever he went, he he went and talked, you know, and, and that's what he said. He goes, he goes, he goes. I'm, and he made that statement earlier on. You know, I would say maybe about a month and a half ago. He said, he goes, I will talk to anybody who wants to talk about bettering the black community. Yeah, cool. I don't care who you are. All right, Republican, Democrat, I will. Be happy to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's going to if, if it's going to get us out of this shit, you know, well, basically that's the mentality is what I'm I think you know should be had. So I've kind of been on like both sides of things. Even when I was in the military. I was